Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. To all who come to our happy place, welcome to the No Guilt Disney podcast, where we have no guilt about our love for all things Disney. We're three Disney fangirls who are short one fangirl this week. We are indeed. And I was like, that sort of feels weird. It always feels weird when one of you guys aren't here. (laughs) Well, it's weird because then she usually kicks off the intros, but um, I guess I'll I'll be starting. My name is Jane, and you can find me on Instagram at RealMouseWifeWDW. Hey, y'all. I'm Patty Holiday from NoGuiltDisney.com and No Guilt Travel, a travel agency that specializes in Disney and Universal vacations. You can find me on all socials at NoGuiltLife. And we are talking once again about Ren Disney. But wait, before you click off and go, ugh, Ren Disney again, Jane, tell our listeners what they have to look forward to this summer. <laughs> well, I, one of the things that we were talking about was, you know, we have a huge Ren Disney following and we love you guys. We love fangirling about Run Disney just as much as you do. Um, but we are going to get back to more of the generic parks content this summer and some of the fun games that we have been playing um throughout the last two year two years oh my god how yeah right i know (laughs) but um i just wanted to let everybody know that because i know it can get a little overwhelming with run disney especially if you're not a runner but the season is winding down and coming to an end so we will certainly have some updates on things in the off season that happen pertaining to run disney but we are Really excited to get back to our general focused parks and fun chat. Yes. Uh, and that's actually why we decided to go ahead and put this episode together without Teresa, uh, because she doesn't run as many races as we do. And sometimes when Jane and I get on a roll and start talking about it, she gets a little lost in the shuffle. She, though, right now, currently, as we speak, is sitting in a convention um, ballroom listening to Imagineer Bob Gurr talk. So uh, I don't think she's missing us <laughs> as much as we might be missing her right now. Um, she's at Red magic and when next week when she gets back we'll have a whole we'll have her fill in uh, what that is and what her experience was like and some of the fun things that she's learning and um, doing there uh, so we love you Teresa we'll see you real soon but we got to talk about we got to wrap up what happened with Ren Disney this past week because it was a week right and Anybody that was trying to get into the Walt Disney World Marathon Weekend for 2023, y'all know what we're talking about, right? Um, So we're going to give a little rundown from our experience and what we know of and also what the future may hold for Run Disney registrations, in our opinion. Again, this is just our opinion. This is just based on our experiences, um, you know, over the, you know, last whatever however many years we've been running Disney between the two of us um, that we can tell you we have no inside knowledge. We don't know what their conversations on the backside actually look like or what they're planning to do or what they're planning not to do. (laughs) We're just going to kind of spitball and give you 
you know, what we think kind of went down and what, what may have happened. Um, and we Jane. love to speculate. We do love to speculate. <laughs> I mean, it's a little, right. That's the fun part of all of this. Um, it's anyway, it's, it's a thing. So as, as you all know that this week was wild and crazy, we had registration opening on Tuesday. Um, Jane, go ahead and, and break it down. Like tell, tell the people who missed it, <laughs> what they probably really didn't miss, but uh, what they missed from this experience. Um, so it was marathon weekend registration opened, which is going to be the 30th anniversary of the marathon. It is the 10th dopey. I can't believe we're on our 10th dopey. Yeah. It's wild. Can we just talk about that for a minute? Yeah. do it. <laughs> Imagine 10 ish years ago when a friend of ours found somewhere <laughs> deep in the code that they were going to have an official dopey challenge that they, which they had never done before. And that was before registration, before it was announced, everybody got all excited about it. And like, here we are 10 years later. So 10 years ago, run Disney's um, IT department was even worse than it is now, if you can imagine. And <laughs> they, they did not have a lot of things locked down. And we had a friend who was pretty good at going into the back end of things and kind of finding stuff. And so he would send us screenshots and he would, he would, it was all public. It was, yeah. He wasn't breaking anything. No. It was literally out there for everybody to find. Anybody knew that knew anything about, you know, HTML essentially could have found all of this. Um, so it's not like he broke into anything or did anything illegal. It just, it wasn't locked down. Run Disney had, didn't have their sites, you know, locked down right now, at least to, you know, what he tells us is like, I can't see anything. I can't do anything. They've definitely changed how they did stuff. So um, we no longer have that ability to like get scoops like we once did. But back in the day, um, our friend was always able to kind of keep us in the loop as to um, what was coming. And yeah, the, the the people had been talking about an unofficial Dopey for years. And then the 10K, didn't the 10K, um, didn't the they 10K start doing didn't exist. Yeah, they started doing the 10K at the same time that right. so Dopey, it's the 10 year of the 10K, 10K too. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so they just don't celebrate that. They just don't celebrate it. Right, right, right. So the 10K um, was the, this marathon weekend was the first 10K that we got, right? And then yes. followed by Princess and then came came around with all the other races, you know, came up with all these challenges and stuff. So this was a very exciting time in Run Disney history 10 years ago when all of this information came out. Um, and did you sign up for the first Dopey or did you wait? No, no, okay. no, no. My, my first Dopey was um, 2016. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I waited. No. I waited. It was definitely not. I mean, trust me, I was caught up in the same hype. And, and you know, this is a little bit, this is how this episode is going to go, right? We keep like taking a train to a different direction. But the, the um, social media excitement, of course, everybody gets a little bit caught up in it. Um, but no, I knew that I had no business taking on a dopey that first year. <laughs> oh yeah. I was, abs- that, 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 it never even crossed my mind. Like I, at that point I was a team. I will never run a marathon ever, 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 ever. So, um, yeah. Um, so yeah, no, that, that it never crossed my mind that I would, I would do that either. Um, but yeah, that it was, it was a big deal and it was a big thing when they finally did announce it and, um, everybody just the hype train just went off the tracks because, that's what run Disney people do. So if anybody no. was um, 
concerned, freaked out, um, worried about what just happened with registration this year. Uh, Let me just tell you, like, we've seen all this before. Um, Essentially, I felt like this was 2012, 2013 race season again. For Um, sure. That's what it feels like again, that that, that back to the day of when Ren Disney was kind of hitting its peak and the hype was real, y'all, and it was intense. Welcome. You are seeing like the second coming of this and you're getting to experience it again. And some of us old time, um, recognize it as we've we, been through this. We've before. been through this before, right? Right. <laughs> um, so, with all of that, there comes a lot of feelings, and and we just want to say straight up, like whatever you felt on the day of registration, we do like respect your feelings. You might have been mad. You might have been disappointed. You might have been sad. You might have been furious. You might have been feeling like things were unjust and unfair, and that you know, Red Disney needs to fix this, and it's a problem, and blah blah blah, and all of that. Look we're not saying you're wrong in having whatever feelings you had at the same time. <laughs> uh, we I also kind of know the realities, the realities. <laughs> it, yeah. And, and the reality that you have to rec- remember and, and look at is that um, Ren Disney's job is to sell out these races yeah. at the end of one hour and six minutes. Every single race, including the Castaway K 5K, was sold out. Every race was sold out. As far as Run Disney is concerned, that was a success. They did huge their success. job. A huge success. Okay. So from their yeah. point of view, um, they may not feel like anything needs to be changed. Now, from a guest services point of view, as guests, like we were all miserable. It was a terrible experience. Even if... Even if registration had gone off without a hitch, and even if we had gotten right in, from a guest services, from a customer service standpoint, obviously, this was not an ideal experience, and we all hated it, every single one of us. Even the people who got in right away and got their bibs right away, um, you know, even the lucky ones, trust me, like, every everybody hated this experience. It was not good. Um, but over the years... <laughs> I I am here to tell you, Run Disney doesn't always seem to care about what the best guest serve guest experience is. I mean, they say they do, and they'll tell you they do, but it's this has just kind of always been a problem with this particular product line, in my opinion. And um, you know, every single race, every single race weekend, I have that same feeling of why do I keep giving these people my money because they treat me like crap and they don't care. And yet here I am still giving them money and still participating and still going into these races and having whole podcast episodes about our love for the experience. So obviously somewhere they're still doing something right to keep us around. But unfortunately, I just don't know what could or would change from their perspective. I don't know what it would take for them to recognize that things are not as you know, cheery and rosy as it should be for a run Disney race experience, right? I mean, that's the whole point is that the joy that we all feel from participating in and having this community and having this experience. And um, I just don't know that when it comes down to it, the business side of things that it matters to them, that that part isn't part of what they focus on, if that makes sense. No, and and um, for those of you who do not understand what we're talking about, we were told to log on that registration opened at 10 a.m. The official like web page, I guess we could say, opens maybe about 20 minutes before. Um, and a lot of people sit on that page. 
But when you just open that browser, it doesn't actually put you in line. So if you think about it in person, it's not like many, many, many years ago, before the internet was a thing, I used to cut school to go buy concert tickets because I would resell them at a higher markup to the kids I went to school with. <laughs> but you, I would leave school and go and get in line. Some days I would get in line to get the bracelet that told me to come back two days later to, you know, and the bracelet told you what number in line you would be on Saturday, right? You're such an entrepreneur. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that funny? And the one year, um, this is not Disney related at all in case anybody has noticed this, <laughs> but there was one year where um, I cut school and it was like with a bunch of friends that I had or whatever. And I cut school to go get online and it was for Billy Joel and Elton John who I love I have I've grown up with them like that is like every time they come in concert I want to go see them but um, I cut so I cut school for Billy Joel and Elton John and I got in line and my mother showed up at the Ticketmaster like an hour after I was in line basically to get my bracelet and showed up and everybody was like oh she's gonna get in so much trouble my mother <laughs> said to me oh I'm so glad you got here early enough <laughs> Anybody that doesn't know, who is your mother in Run Disney uh, circles? Oh, um, so my mother is Peggy Sue. She used to sit on her scooter with a sign that says, hello, complete stranger. I'm proud of you, too. Um, so that was my mother. So years, years and years ago, she would come out on race courses, and everybody talks about her every race weekend, and it's wonderful. Um, and she's super supportive. But yes, that was my mother. That so was also there your I was. mother. <laughs> <laughs> 16 years old. It was either. And, and then there was one time it was... Um, Elton John and Eric Clapton. I cut school for that one too. <laughs> hey, but anyway, I'm, I'm dating myself, dating myself. <laughs> um, so the queue or the website doesn't do that. It's not like you're in line for anything. It's literally right. like you just showed up at the parking lot. That's all it is. You're just at the parking lot. Well, I, and then, I likened it to, um, you know, when we all funnel in and we stand in the stretching room for yes. Haunted Mansion, how yes. we're all just kind of like mingling in there. That's the cue. We're all just mingling in there. It's not until that door opens and you start going, getting funneled through to get to your right. doom buggy that you actually get in a line. So And you figure out like where your position is. Yes. So while you're in that, in the queue, it's just a jumble of all of us hanging out in there, right? right. And that's, I think, what is confusing to a lot of people is they don't, they think that I got in at 930, so I should be one of the first people to get my chance to buy my bibs. And it's not true. It's not true. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't quite work that way. So yeah. Right. So, um, so the way Run Dizzy does it is that at 10 o'clock, they, uh, when the queue officially opens, they literally reshuffle every person that's in that room and then plop you in an order. So I could have gotten there at 10 o'clock and been first or been 1,000th or been 9 millionth. I could have gotten there at 930 and gotten exactly the same results. It literally does not matter. Mm -hmm. Um, so when they did that at 10 o'clock, there were so many people that were on the website that it crashed the website. Well, we think that's what happened. We don't, we, we actually don't have the background knowledge as to exactly what happened, but the assumption is, I mean, it, it crashed the website. It crashed, <laughs> yes. That we all in our excitement, um, crashed the website and it went down for 
two and a half three hours. hours. Yeah. It, it, it took that oh, two and a half hours, two and a half. Yeah. It was until 1230. Um, and, and, for the first, I think at least the first 30 to 45 minutes, there were no updates. Everybody that was in a queue, like I just stayed put. I was in a queue and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to stay. I'm going to see what happens. And then at some point they did start updating those of us that were in the queue with a little message that said, if you're in the queue, please stay in the queue. We're working on it. And every it turned into an every 15 minute thing, they would update that message, which honestly... I will give Run Disney credit where they get it. I, in the past, they wouldn't have given us any kind of update whatsoever. Like there's been other website crashes and registration situations before. Um, back in the olden days, we used to use the active.com website. That sucker crashed every single race weekend and we never got updates. You just had to keep trying. And, and if you were on social media and somebody said, it's up, it's up, everybody would rush to, you know, to get in at that point in time. So I will say that Lisa and Disney was keeping us uh, updated to some extent um, in there. The problem was, is that some people felt like they, that you told me to stay in the queue. So I'm still assuming that means I have a shot. And unfortunately it just means what it always has meant is that sure you have a shot just equal to everybody else's. So when they finally announced that it was going to be open at 1230, people that weren't able to get in the queue earlier, but got in right at 1230, some of those folks actually got bibs right away. And that upset a lot of people who'd been waiting um, in their queue since 930 because they assumed, hey, I put in the time. This person just comes in at 1230 and like they got ahead of me. That's not fair. Fair or not, that's the way the system works. Yeah, I mean, um, it's kind of like the best way that Disney can do a lottery. Yeah, and that's really that's really how the system is set up. It is, um, you know, it does not take first come first serve. It is all about like shuffle it around and see who gets it. And sure, there are people that continuously get it. But if you watch any of the major races that do lotteries, like New York or Chicago, uh, Marine Corps is another one. You'll see that there, are, like, there's people that get New York every year in lottery. And there, mm-hmm. I know people that have been trying to get into New York via lottery for 10 years. Yep. So there's always, unfortunately, it, it sucks, but there's always going to be winners and there's always going to be losers. Yeah. And, and I think that that's a lot of people are like, you know, Ren Disney needs to just move to a lottery. And we've talked about that off mic before. Um, and I don't know exactly why or or why Ren Disney won't do this or whatever, but obviously with Ren Disney, there's a lot of families, there's a lot of groups that want to run that sort of thing. And because we're also talking different ages and like, there's just a lot, I think that goes into making these races a little bit different than maybe your traditional marathon at New York. Um, For sure. You know, run, run, those runners versus these runners, like th- there's just a huge difference. And so my hope personally, I also hope we don't ever go to that because I feel like I'd be one of the very unlucky ones and I'd never run a run Disney race again, just because I don't feel like I ever get very lucky on things like lotteries of that sort. Um, however, I feel like what Jane said is, is accurate is like, this is a lottery. It truly is a lottery. It's the best way that they can do a lottery for this particular product. So in our opinion, we're kind of a, the thought that 
Rentis is probably not going to change how they do things. They might or they should <laughs> change how they communicate and how they express what is actually happening. Um, and we've seen that through the Ren Disney products. What was um, it was the DVC Moonlight Magic that also went on sale this week. Their explanation of what what the queue meant was just well written out and it was an explanation of what it meant. And Ren Disney wasn't doing that up to this point. So maybe if they did that, it would kind of go a long way to helping people understand, you know, what is actually happening when you're sitting in that queue line. I don't know. It also means we all have to read and not everybody likes to read. So um, I understand that as well. Um, but anyway, so that was a whole big mess. Um, all those races have sold out. And if you're wondering if there's a chance for you to still get in, um, the answer is yes, ish, ish, yeah. Um, charities are an option. There's a lot of charities. We have uh, some charities. We have a thread going in our Facebook group. If you're not there, come join us. No guilt, Disney. Uh, we have a thread in there that lists a bunch of charities that have bibs. Have had. had. I have had. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, I heard most charities are sold out. Um, again, it depends what distance you're running. If you're mm-hmm. running Dopey, that's going to be a whole lot harder than if you're trying to find maybe like a 5K bib or a, or I don't know, because 5Ks are even hard to find. But, um, you know, I would definitely say reach out to charities. Not only, not only do like they may not have bibs today. But, you know, sometimes people that are running charities drop out for whatever reason. And so maybe a bib opens up in the future um, and charities are able to shuffle their bibs around and legally transfer them. Mm -hmm. So if it was a bib that somebody else is no longer using, they're allowed to find a new valid person that they can actually fully register um, to run the race. So I would say if you have a charity that you are dying to fundraise for or something that you're connected to, I would definitely reach out to that charity, get on a waiting list as soon as possible. um, If you can't just pick up a bib. And also uh, if you are local here in Florida, and I know not everybody that listens to us is, but there are some local places like um, Advent Health usually get some bibs. Uh, Nemours, which is our children's hospital here, they usually get some bibs. So I would reach out to um, some of those local charities because sometimes they get some bibs and they're not exactly listed because they're not large and on the national scale, but it can really help out locally as well. Yeah. And, and something to kind of keep in mind, just to give you some background on how those charity bibs work. When, when I first um, became a travel agent, I worked for an agency that had, um, we, we had what was called a contract bib situation. So my agency owner worked with Disney, they wrote a contract up and they got X amount of bibs that we were then able to sell. Okay. And our bibs were transferable in that, in that way. The charities are, are basically doing the same things that we did. They have a contract with Run Disney. They get X amount of bibs and then they're able to allot them to their charity runners. Um, one thing, if you're interested in charity, absolutely 100%, find one that you feel strongly about, that you feel connected to, that you feel you can, you know, make the minimum fundraising because fundraising is no joke. I did it for a couple of years for um, Princess Half Marathon Weekend on behalf of my son. And I can tell you it was, it was, exhilarating and, and amazing and a special, special experience. But 
it was also hard. <laughs> uh, so you really, to, to have some kind of connection to the charity is very key. Um, but, um, that being said, some sometimes for di- different reasons, if one of our runners, when we had those contract bibs, if they got hurt and they were like, ah, I can't make it. Can you find someone to take my bib? We actually could do that and we could change their bibs over and we could get them, get them moved. And that was one of the perks to that system that no longer exists. So don't ask me about it. Unfortunately, right now at this current time, um, travel agents have zero access to any bibs. And I know a lot of folks have listened to our old episodes where we talked about that. And we were so excited. And I was like, yeah, contact me. Well, unfortunately, that has all changed. Post-pandemic, um, that system has not come back online. So um but those charities may have that opportunity to do that. So here's my two cents on that too. Just get your name on a waiting list, but then on top of that, stay in constant contact with that charity. Just check in once a month and be like, hey, I just wanted to check and see if, you know, by chance anything has come up, anything has come up because there's a good chance that by the time something does get turned over to them or that they, if they do get additional bibs, um, because that has happened in the past as well, when Disney was able to look at their numbers and decide if they could allot additional bibs. And sometimes, you know, if the charities are asking and they want to, they want to do that, they would give them to charities. So squeaky wheel gets the grease, right? So you might get your chance to run just by staying in contact with them. Don't bombard them on a daily basis. Obviously, I'm not saying that, but you know, like once a month is appropriate just to say, hey, where do I stand on the list or keep me in mind or I'm still interested. That might, that might help you. It might go a long way. Um, The other thing that you can do, which is annoying and crazy, but um, Sometimes some of those bibs like that Jane was talking about that are given to um, local um, community partners, if they don't use them all or if they change their mind or don't think they'll need them or whatever, those can get returned to Ren Disney. And every now and then we see on rendisney.com races will open back up. They may open back up literally for one bib. Okay, so I'm not saying they open up and there's 50 bibs sitting there just waiting for people to find them, but there could you you can get a chance you might you know be able to grab something last minute. I actually got a Princess Half Marathon 5K bib this year. I think I got it in January by doing that. Just I happened to just take a spin around the Run Disney website and it was open. I grabbed my bib real quick. Um, it does happen. It's it's not a guarantee. We have no idea like the frequency. It felt like last year for wine and dine in particular, like it happened a lot where bibs would open up and close and open up and close. And so that's your other option. If you want to make yourself a little crazier than you already are, then go keep an eye on the Run Disney website and keep looking. I would say most importantly at this point, don't stop. Whatever training you're putting in place, particularly if this is your first dopey and so you're trying to get yourself up to gear ready for those longer runs or whatever it is, don't stop. Just don't give up right now at this point. Just keep moving forward as if that's the race to run because a lot of times the bibs don't come around until a little bit later in the game. But if you are prepared and you are trained and ready to go for it, then um, you're able to pull the trigger. And there are a lot of people that at that point also won't be trained. So don't take your foot off the pedal. Keep going. Yeah, 100%. That is my motivational 
speech for today. <laughs> I think that's rah, rah, go run Disney. Um, no, I think that's super important and, and definitely something to keep in mind. Um, all right. So that's registration. That's what happened there. Um, yes, it was messy. Yes, it was dumb. Yes, it was stressful. Yes, it was. Yes, it made us all crazy. All of those feelings are absolutely valid. Um, do I expect to see something change for for next race? My hope nope. is just simply, yeah, I, I, I don't. Um, but my hope is obviously that the website will be able to handle the traffic better, or you know, whatever. But you gotta you gotta remember a couple of things came into this particular race that I think made it extra wild, and that was um, thirty years of the marathon, ten years for sure of Dopey. Uh, can we talk about those themes that I know all of you um, millennials and um, young Gen Xers absolutely adore? So that I think went a long way in getting people very hyped up. Because um, back back in back in the day, Jane and I mentioned this too. They didn't tell us the theme for any of these races. You signed nope. up for a Princess Half Marathon weekend in June or July. Blind, blind and you didn't see the medal until like November and that's when they told you what you know the the theme was going to be or the who which princess they were going to feature or whatever and um the races used same to be with like marathon that. Yeah. yeah same with marathon and marathon was always really it was just like oh well we knew that the marathon was always mickey themed and the half is always donald themed and at the, that point the 10k was mini themed and the 5k was was it always pluto i think it was always pluto. it was always pluto mm-hmm. so but like that was all you got out of marathon and we didn't really have like a cohesive overarching theme because even when i did dopey in 16 and 17 like sure are the shirts coordinating Absolutely. If you saw the shirts, would you say the theme is something? No, you would say the theme is marathon weekend. Mm -hmm. So having this additional, like the 90s play on it, um, you know, or like having that ahead of time is really, really different. They, they've never done that before. And I think it did increase the hype because people are like, oh, man, that's such a great theme. I want to do it where like, you may not have been planning to do it this year. Yeah. That happened with my friends. (laughs) Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. It, it absolutely factored in, I think as to why this one was so intense and, and why people were so excited about it. So that it, whenever everyone says, is this normal? Is this what always happens? And the answer is not really, but also we have seen it before. Right. So, um, this was an extraordinary circumstances that were factored in with some, you know, website crashes that just made the frustration even harder. But um, hopefully that aspect Ren Disney can control uh, and hopefully they figured out and learned how to do so for the future races. Um, but do we expect to see the same situation with Princess? Again, you know, I... Probably. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, <laughs> it's going to be, I think it's, isn't it, if, if, if we're talking 10Ks, then this should be the 10-year anniversary also for the challenge. Um, even though the name has changed, it's still the 10 year anniversary of the challenge. So maybe, so, yeah. yeah. So maybe people will be super hyped for princess again, or those that didn't get into marathon are like, okay, when's the next race? I'm going to try for that one. So there could be some additional, you know, up, 
up interest again for these races. Um, I have the, the Ren Disney tips. I will link it in show notes for you. This is my registration tips. Yes, I do advocate for opening multiple browsers. I know that's a whole big drama right now and, and folks don't agree with that. Um, however, I think that's Same. how you increase your quote unquote lottery chances is you have multiple skins in the game, right? Um, anywho, we'll, we'll link that down there. That's for you to check out. Um, and then the other thing that we did want to talk about real quick is um, Club Run Disney. We saw so many people saying, that's it. I'm signing up for Club Run Disney so I don't have to go through this again for Princess. Jane, explain how Club Run Disney works. Okay, I'm not perfect at this because I do not sign up for Club Run Disney. But the sign up for Club Run Disney, I think, is in two weeks or so. Yeah, yes. May, uh, May, 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 May 3rd, May 5th. Or, this sorry. is how focused I am on Club Run Disney. I know, everyone. right? Uh, May, uh, May 3rd is when okay. the Club Run Disney memberships will go on sale for next year. Okay. Club Run Disney memberships go on sale May 3rd. The actual benefits do not kick in until October. Woo! And they are October to October. Correct. Um, Meaning that you can sign up for Club Run Disney in May, but all of the registrations that happen prior to this coming October, none of them will fall under the Club Run Disney rules. Now, next year, when we go to register for a princess next year, marathon next year, springtime surprise, if that's still a thing, um, all of them, wine and dine, Absolutely. You will be able to use your benefits. You will be able to get, I believe it is up to two bibs in the registrant of Club Run Disney. Meaning if I register for Club Run Disney and I want to run Dopey, I can get a second bib, but that bib does, I can't register Patty for the 5k. Right. So actually if you're registering for Dopey, you can't register for a second bib. Correct. So Dopey's um, a bad example, but. <laughs> right. No, but I, I say that because on the other weekends, the reason they do it is because the challenges and mm-hmm. the 5Ks are separate. So a lot of people want to pick up a challenge, but they also want to pick up a 5K. And you can do that using your Club Run Disney benefit. But if it is for Dopey and strictly for Dopey, you will just be able to pick up your Dopey for Marathon Weekend. Um, but that is for every weekend. So. If you are going to run every race weekend, this could be the easiest way for you to get in. And if you want to run every race weekend uh, and you only want to run one race each weekend, like say for marathon weekend, Dopey counts as one race. That's one registration. Okay. You're going to get to run all four races, but it's one registration. Um, but say for princess, you're really only interested in running the half or for wine and dine, you're only feeling the 10 K right. You might want to look at the gold level of club run Disney membership. It saves you a little bit of money, but you can only get one registration per club run Disney member for that level. It's the platinum level that you get two races that you can register for. So that one costs a little bit more, but you could have every race weekend, essentially like, you know, you are going to get the bibs that you want for you personally for every race. If you choose to go with the um, platinum membership. Uh, So why Jane and I don't sign up for them, I think is like multifaceted. Um, I don't, I, I'm not as stressed. Like if I, if I miss out, if I don't get into a race, 
I'll be okay. <laughs> um, I'll still come down. I'll still come and cheer you guys on. I will still participate, but um, it's not, I, I've, I've run enough races at this point that I'm not feeling like um, any particular way on if I don't get into something for a race weekend. So that's my personal thing. The other benefits that come with it um, are also just not up my alley. They're not, they're not my jam. You get a shirt. I mean, sorry, you get a jacket, which the jackets are cool. Um, you get a jacket, you get a virtual 10 K, um, which frankly, I am not going to run anyway. So there you go. Um, you also get, um, bib pit packet pickup and like a little club lounge, which is nice. I will say that would be cool. That's at the expo each time. And you get early access to Ren Disney merchandise to shop. Um, I don't shop. Therefore, just when I looked at it, just the benefits did not add up as something um, that I personally felt compelled to give extra money towards. That does not mean that I think it's a bad product. It doesn't mean that I think it's bad for you. It doesn't mean anything like that. I'm just saying like from, you know, this is why Patty doesn't sign up for it. I can honestly... It's, it's, it's for certain people. There are certain people that I'm like, you need to sign up for Club Run Disney because this is for you. Like... If they had had Club Run Disney in 2013, 14, 15, I 16, for it. I would have been all over it. Thousand percent. Um, that was like the height of running. I ran every Disney race, every weekend, every everything. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it was a it was a different time for me where I was in my run Disney journey. So, um, yeah, I mean, if you're at that point where where this is for you and, yep. and you're in the height of run Disney and you're like, yeah, I'm super pumped and I'm doing all the weekends and all the races and all the things do it. Why not? Life's too short. Don't sweat it. Um, but it is like Patty said, sometimes it's just not for everyone. For us, we've kind of like been there, done that. Um, and we're just not, I mean, honestly, I just don't want to train. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's, that factors in a lot right now. I've just, you know, there's, just, there's a time and season for everything. Right. And it just, as it turns right. out for us, our season is not right now. It could change next year. We might get motivated and decide to go back out there and show sure. it again on the Rin Disney race course. But for right now, you guys can have our spots. Um, we're okay with that. <laughs> um, yeah. when it comes you're to, welcome. yeah, you're, we're, we're givers. We're givers. Um, okay. So that's the club run Disney, like rundown. If you have any additional questions, I'm going to put a little link in the, in the show notes again for you that talks about why you should join club run Disney or why not. Um, it'll give you all the details and all the information. Um, and then also come join the Facebook group. If you have any questions, feel free to ask them in there. Um, we're happy to answer anything that we can for you. Um, all right. So that's, that's that. Those are, those are, and also just a side note, uh, people ask about early registration. There is no more early registration for any of these races, unless you're club run Disney. So in the past, annual pass holders and DVC members used to be able to have early registration. Travel agents used to be able to do early registration. All of those programs have been sunset um, since pandemic. Could that change? Um, in some ways, I wish it would, because I do think that takes the load off of the computer and the servers and the systems on actual race day because, uh, or on race registration day, because um, instead, it used to like kind of carve it out where a, a, a subset of people would be trying to get 
registered on different days, right? Um, so in some ways, I wish they would do that. Um, in other ways, from the business perspective, I think if anything, what they'll do is they'll simply open up more Club Run Disney spots. Because um, Club Run Disney also sold out the last time it went on sale, the first time it went on sale, the only time it's been on sale. Because um, I think this is technically the third year, but they gave everybody who signed up the original year uh, because of the pandemic situation, I think they gave them an, a free year. So there's people who have been Clubber and Disney people for two years. I think this is the third year, but truly only the second sign up. I, I could be wrong. If somebody's in the club and wants to correct me, I have no problem with that. Please let me know. Um, but anyway, uh, I could see them opening more Clubber and Disney spots because why not? If you're if you are willing to pay for it, then that's better for their bottom line, right? Then for us to see those DVC perks or the AP perks or even the travel agent situation come back up. All that being said, though, if you feel strongly about it and you wish that travel agents were able to help or you wish that annual pass holders were able to get those perks, I don't see any problem with letting your feelings know, be known. Um, so go ahead and send an email or call up Rin Disney and express your issues. I think email is probably better so they can like actually track things that come in. Um, but I, I don't think that that's a bad idea if that's how you, if you feel strongly about that um, as an issue is to go ahead and ask for it. I know the travel agents that I know would love to be able to help and book you guys again. Trust, you know, we just, we would really we liked the program in the sense that we liked being able to take care of our runners. Um, but I'll also be completely honest with you. It was a pain in the booty to actually do from my end and from run Disney's end, which is why I'm not so hopeful that this will ever come back because it, it was, it was just messy. They, they didn't have a very easy streamlining process Everything had to be done by phone. Everything was done manually with the links being sent out on the back end. It was, it wasn't, um, maybe, you know, with, with fewer people for them to, to, you know, after pandemic to work with, like they just felt like they had to take that off the plate and that they're not going to be able to offer that again, unless they come up with a better, uh, program for us to use because the program itself was, it was hard y'all and it was stressful and it was very frustrating. Um, but I know travel agents will wade back in there and do it all over again if we can help you guys out. So we'll see what happens. All right. Are we ready for the real fun? Oh, is that what we're calling it? (laughs) So, um, prior to this podcast, we talked about how we were going to talk about this registration and then I, we, we really were like, well, what else are we going to talk about? Um, because that's how professional podcasting works. Absolutely. (laughs) And so what I did was I compiled a list of, um, kind of like rapid fire questions for Patty and (laughs) myself. So, um, we're going to try to keep the answers somewhat shortish. Um, but it's really sort of like a little insight into our history with run Disney and, you know, some little questions. And what I'll do is after, um, after we record and after we drop this podcast, I think I'll probably drop this list in um, our Facebook group and see what some of you have to say to some of these answers. So they're not in any particular order. You'll actually, um, as I ask them, you'll hear that some of them are like not 
why didn't you ask that after you asked this? Well, because I'm busy. <laughs> That's why. Because my brain didn't work that way. Um, uh, all right. I'm ready. Hit me but up. But we're doing it. All right. Ready? Yep. Let's go. Patty, how long have you been running? Uh, 2007. 2007. So... Yeah, I started running after I had my son. Um, I was part of a Baby Center board. I don't know if anybody still is on Baby Center or if Facebook has taken all that over, but Baby Center had birth boards. And um, the girls that I was birth board buddies with for 2005, a couple of us were having babies again in 2007. So once we all had our babies, we were like, Ugh, let's start an exercise program to lose the baby weight, you know, that whole thing. And um, we started running. A bunch of us started running. And it was that April 2005 birth board friend, my friend Summer, who said, have you guys heard about this princess half marathon thing at Walt Disney World. And I swear, I was like, no, I will never run more than a 5K, maybe a 10K, but that's it. Now we'll never, ever, ever do a half marathon. And as soon as she dropped that link into, it was all over. I was like, oh, I just signed up. I was like, it's done. I signed up. I have no idea how I'm going to get these miles in. I don't know how I'm going to train for it. But that's how I got into Run Disney was uh, because of summer. Um, and we started running like in 2007. That was when we, we got started. But I didn't run that half until 2011. Okay. Um, so for me, I started running in 2008. Um, there was a 5k that we did for my friend worked for an autistic school and we would do this 5k every year, walking, hungover, like (laughs) with coffees in our hands. Like we were just like the epitome of like those obnoxious, like hipsters that didn't care, but like we're here because we have to. And I was like, guys, this is not that long. Like if we're able to do this, like partially still in like the same clothes and makeup from the night before, then like, why can't we run this? And so I started running and none of them ever did, Um, which was hilarious because I also hated working out. (laughs) And I was like, I had another friend that ran and she was like, why don't you start running? And I was like, no, that sounds terrible. So um, I started running. I thought I would do the couch to 5k program and they asked you to find a race to be your goal race. And in that process, I discovered Run Disney, I discovered Everest, Expedition Everest, and I was like, I'm going to do this. So um, Expedition Everest was my first race. And after Everest, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so in love. I want to, you know, just keep running and doing other things. And I cheered for the New York City Marathon. I volunteered as a, at a water stop for New York City Marathon that year and watched my friend cross that finish line. And I was like, Someday I'm going to run a marathon. That was it. (laughs) I love it. So, yeah. So then it just became like, okay, what can I run? And then every, so the next year um, I did that first wine and dine. And then after that, it was just like, okay, what can I do? And, And before I moved down here in 2013, I would pick one or two races a year. Uh, to run. And then when I moved down here in 2013, it was all over. It was just take all my money. <laughs> that sounds so. about right. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, favorite race weekend. Oh, easy, easy. Avengers half marathon weekend. Damn it! <laughs> it, it was perfect. It was perfection. It was amazing. I ran every single one. Killing me. <laughs> Sorry, friend. Yeah. It, it was as good as, 
as you want it to be, Jane. Um, and the, the the funny thing is, is that I remember the first when it first came out, it sold out like instantly. This was one of those hype things where it, we sold it out instantly. And then like the next year, it just didn't sell as well and it didn't sell as well. And one of my friends was like, I was like, why do you think people don't want to run this race? And she was like, uh, who are the Avengers? Like nobody knows who the Avengers are. <laughs> That was me. That was me. I I mean, I straight up was like, it wasn't that. I was just like, I feel like there, there aren't as many people that are big Marvel fans. And to be honest, I feel like you can see that through like the, like the longer the sagas went, the longer, the more movies we got, the more people we got on board on the Marvel train, myself included. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I I um, take full pride in, turning you into this person so you and Megan that was I got a flu and said guys I need something to watch because I have this flu and they said start with Iron Man and then I was like wow that was pretty good I really liked it what should I do and then before you knew it I am now a full-on Marvel fangirl and you have a Marvel bathroom I mean that's I'm just saying like we got you there we got you there but girl I have so much Marvel stuff it's ridiculous it's mildly embarrassing uh, it's all good it's all good Uh, so that race weekend was really great Um, they uh, originally I think the very first one was called the Avengers half marathon weekend and then they turned it to superheroes for whatever reason I'm sure there's reasons um, legal reasons Um, but it was a fantastic court. They were great courses. They were great costumes. They had great characters. Like the, the weather, except for that first one, the first one was insanely windy, like porta. I have a picture of a porta potty that got knocked that. over. <laughs> ah! um, it was crazy winds. Um, San- the Santa Ana winds did not, they were not there to play and um, it was bad. But other than that, that weather was always perfect. Plus it was like that break in time between um, Halloween and Christmas. So that weekend was always when Christmas stuff started popping up at Disneyland. So you got a little Disneyland Christmas, which is always a good thing. And there was a little break in the crowds where it, it truly wasn't um, it wasn't crowded. I, I, I just, everything about those weekends were my favorite. So that's my answer is Avengers half marathon weekend. I want it back. It was perfect. Could you also pick one at, at Disney world? Okay. Um, if we're going to say Disney <laughs> world, then now I'm going to say marathon weekend. And okay. it's, it's everything that everybody says about it. I think it's the hype. It's the excitement. It's a, it, th- that, that, that saying is true. If you want to see, you know, if you want to, you know, restore your faith in humanity, go watch a go watch a marathon being run. I love to spectate the marathon because I stay till the end. I watch everybody finish, and it's amazing. It's so amazing, and also, of course, it's at Disney World, so that just like adds to it. Um, so I, I love Marathon Weekend for that for that reason. And I, you know, it, the weather's weird. It can be very cold. It can be very hot. It can be anywhere in between. But uh, for the most part, that's what I'm going to say is my favorite Disney World uh, race weekend. My favorite re- weekend race weekend is Disneyland Half Marathon. There wasn't a particular year. I just love all of them. Even when I was sick and had to walk my fifth Dumbo just to finish, just so I could be considered perfect. Um, I just love that weekend. It was the kickoff of the year. And any excuse I had to go to Disneyland was a good one. So it was a special weekend. I really loved that one too. Yeah. Um, that was that was definitely my 
Behind Avengers. That was my second favorite. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, good magical weekend. And I would say out here in uh, Florida, definitely marathon weekend. Same reason. You know, it's great. There's so many distances. Everybody, there's something for everybody that weekend. Mm -hmm. And it's just like the amount of runners that come in on that weekend is great. So it's it's a super fun weekend. Yep. Yep. Agreed. Favorite race distance <laughs> now, or when I was actually a, a runner, um, now it's 5k all day. Um, listen, this is why I like the five K's and I do like the five K's even when I, when I was actually much more trained and much more into running, I love the five K's because that was the experience. That was the run Disney experience that you could go in and just just have fun. There's there's no timing chips. There's no stress. You could wait in a 25 minute line to take a picture with Cinderella if you wanted to. Like, I mean, it, it just there's no pressure with the 5Ks. Plus, it was always so cute to me to see these little kids like take off and go running, and their parents be like, "Oh, I didn't expect that to happen," and they'd have to go chasing after them and stuff. Um, it's just such a fun, family friendly um, experience. I really adore the five Ks, um, but I will be team two hour five K forever because I also think if you're going to run any of the other races and and be a little bit more serious about it, this is your chance to get in those lines to take those pictures um, to really have like the run Disney experience. Um, so it's a little ridiculous to pay a hundred dollars for a 5k. I recognize that, but I love the 5ks. If we're talking about an actual running experience, then I'm going to go with a 10k for me. And for me, the reason is it's long enough to actually be challenging. Um, but not so long that I get to the point where I hate every single step. And usually by mile eight of a half marathon, I am questioning why I think I can do this. Why I'm, why, why does anybody do this? This is so dumb. Like that's, those are the words that go through my head the entire time from like mile eight to mile 11. And then I usually kick back into gear of this is amazing. I love this. It's, we're about to finish the half marathon. Yay. So for me, the 10 K was always the sweet spot. There was hardly any 10 Ks that I actually hated. I pretty much always loved running that distance. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, that's my race distance. All right. My race distance is 10 miler. Mm. I never did that. I I never did that one. I love, well, not even just like Tower of Terror 10 Mm -hmm. miler, but like I've done um, the Broad Street 10 miler and like 10 mile is like perfect for me because when I am running, which is not right now, um, but when I am running, I don't start to feel like I'm awake or functioning or running or any of that. I don't get in my groove until mile like five. Mm, mm-hmm. So for me to hit like a 10 K is like, oh, I just got warmed up. Like I just, I just got into this. And, but like 10 miler gives me enough of that. Like, Oh, I'm feeling really great without exactly like you said, without getting to the point where I'm like, when is this over? Which yeah. is how I feel when I hit a half. Bizarrely enough, Marathon is my other favorite distance because Mm -hmm. for whatever reason, even when I was injured and like literally like falling apart at mile 22 and like, I was like, oh my God, my, my doctors are going to kill me because I hurt so bad, but I'm going to push through and finish this. I was like, why do I love this? This is the worst thing ever that I love this distance. (laughs) So yeah, I don't like half. But um, somewhere between a 10 miler and, and a marathon. But yeah, don't worry, I, I won't be running any more marathons. 
<laughs> Absolutely hate marathon. Um, but funny. Yeah. No, not me. <laughs> Next up, favorite memory. <laughs> okay. Favorite memory. Hold on. Let me think. Okay. Well, you know, I say I hate the marathon and I, mm-hmm. I do. I hate, I, every, <laughs> I hate everything about the marathon. I hated every single thing about it. However, like just right when I said that and you asked for favorite memory, everything came flooding back. Favorite memory is actually a lot of things that happened on that marathon course to me. So it's this love hate relationship. It's, but I will say my favorite memory, um, I don't remember all the miles. I don't remember all the experiences. I remember all the ranges of emotion that I went through from this race. Um, I'm a very mental, like my biggest problem isn't the physical, it's the mental. I, I Physically, nothing ever hurt or nothing was ever wrong. Mentally, I kept throwing up blocks left and right over everything. And it started like at mile two. And in during that race by mile we had just gotten through the magic kingdom and i think it was like mile seven i pulled over and i was like this is it i can't go any further mile seven i was like i i I don't know what to do i literally was just frozen and i was like i'm just gonna wait here and see if i can find my friend because my friend yanni had said she would run with me but she started a little bit behind me so she was gonna have to catch up to me and Literally, as I pulled off to the side and turned around to start searching the crowd to see if there was any chance that I would find her, she comes running right up into my face. It was just like, then the every like this weight was lifted off my shoulders. I was like, Yanni's here. She's going to get me through this. And she did. She, she ran in front of me. Her husband ran behind me. They kind of sandwiched me and they were in control. And I just had to give over all of my any, you know, that he, John was telling me her husband was like, just follow her butt. And Yanni's like, give John your watch. Cause I kept looking at my watch, getting stressed out over how slow I was going. And they were like, we've got this. And they, they took care of me and they got me to the finish line. So that that's one. Um, I will say my next favorite moment was when I heard a bus driver as we were exiting Hollywood studios, say something to the runner in front of me. And I kind of caught it, but I wasn't sure why I was hearing correctly. So I ran up to him and I got in his face and was like, I'm sorry, what did you just say to her? Because I was still totally, this was like mile 24 and I was still completely stressed out over it. And he looked at me and he looked down at my bib and he goes, Patty, you're going to be a marathoner today. Go finish your race. And I was like, are you saying? And he was like, yes, this is the last sweep stop. Go. And I was like, oh my gosh. From that moment on, It was the best race ever. The next two miles, I think, took us 45 minutes to finish because we danced, we stopped, we talked. Um, Our friend Mike was standing waiting for me. Mike had been finished for like six hours. He was showered, changed, whatever. But he stood and waited. He had eaten a meal. He had eaten a meal. I don't even, you know, did his taxes, whatever. But Mike was like (laughs) standing there waiting for me to come by. And he, right outside of Beach Club. So I was like, oh my gosh, you're still here. And he was like, oh my gosh, you're a marathoner and I was like wow that was so cool and then I made my way into Epcot and there was Jane standing in Germany with her beer and it took me a while to register that you were not wearing any medals yet no I stopped to drink (laughs) 
have you stop to drink and wait for me? So in the end, I have this awesome picture. We stopped and got margaritas um, in Mexico. I have this awesome picture of all these people I love who literally got me to the finish line of that marathon. So I will say that is my favorite memory. Run Disney memory was that marathon experience. But friends, I will never, ever, 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 ever take up a spot in the marathon again. You can guarantee it. <laughs> yeah, I'll say that um, that race is definitely one of my favorite memories as well. Because um, I loved like crossing that finish line was super fun with everyone. It was fun. Like, you yeah. the finish. Also, I drank so much on that marathon course. <laughs> like just, I, it started by like mile four and it was just every couple of miles. It was like, oh, well, well uh, what do you have? Okay. And I did not get quite the same greeting from Mike when I got to him at Beach Club. Exactly what he said to me was, where the hell have you been? (laughs) And I was like, hold my beer. (laughs) He was less than pleased with that. Yes, Coach Mike was a little mad at you. We we definitely had different experiences with Coach Mike at that point. (laughs) Definitely had different experiences. Um, But yeah, that race is definitely my uh, one of my favorite memories. It was good. It was good. All right, ready? Yep. Favorite costume? Oh, <laughs> costumes. Uh, oh, gosh, I love costumes. Let me think. Okay, so one of my first costumes that I did, like full head-to-toe costume, uh, was Isabella from Phineas and Ferb. Um, I was the fireside girl. And I don't even I, know who that is. Yeah, I, I, don't, I was like, you probably don't know Phineas and Ferb because if you don't have kids, you're not watching a lot of the Disney Channel back in the day. And so it was Phineas and Ferb, Isabella, and it was for the uh, Tinkerbell uh, half marathon. And it was awesome because they there was Phineas and Ferb and two fireside girls um, at one of the very first character stops. So I have an epic picture of this group, this group picture. And I was so, I was like, I don't care if I get swept at this point. Like I, that was, that was my happiest um, co- a, a costume. Um, the other costume was also another Disneyland costume. A group of us got together and very weird, but a lot of people seemed to get it. And because they asked for pictures the whole course through was we were the Club 33 dinner plates. This was Oh, back, I remember that one. Yeah, this was back when Club 33 hadn't been um, renovated yet. And these dinner plates were like um, a very specific pattern of like blue and gold and white um, triangles on the edge of the dinner plates, whatever. I don't know. For some reason, we decided that was a cute costume. It was a cute costume. We did that. Um I've done the traditional Mouseketeer. I love that with my whole entire family, my dad, my mom, like everybody did that one. Um, I was Anastasia with with a Drizella early on. I did Captain America one year, which I still, it's one of my favorite. Rendition Girl, I asked for your favorite, not every one. I'm sorry. There's so many of them. I love them all. Um, oh, and then I ran as Jar Jar Binks for the <laughs> first, oh um, I think it was the 5K for... Um, for Star, the first Star Wars weekend at Disneyland, and I was Jar Jar Binks, and I was the only Jar Jar Binks on the course. Big surprise. But anyway, yeah, there you go. I'm not a big costumer in terms of like, like I don't, I don't really like to costume. I like to like wear a themed shirt. Like that's like <laughs> the extent I can go to. Um, but we did what do we that inside out we did at mm-hmm. disneyland the one year yeah i did i, did, I you, you did make me costume no i was um who's the green one the sassy one 
Oh, 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 right, right, right. Um, Mindy Kaling. Uh, <laughs> what is she? I can't think of who she is right now. I can't disgust. think of what her name is. Disgust, disgust. 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 I was yeah. disgust. And um, you, you were like, no, you can't just wear like a shirt. You have to costume. And I was like, terrified. So I bought this green wig that I ran in. Yep. And these green, like, um, they're like tinsel, like foil eyelashes that were like five miles long. And I bought this quote unquote green lace dress off of Amazon. And I was like, oh, it'll be great. I'll wear this green dress and I've got all my green stuff and it's adorable. And it was only a 10K. So I was like, oh, I can do this in, you know, like not cotton, you know, in like, like inappropriate running attire, which is basically what it was. And I got the quote unquote dress and it was a shirt. <laughs> like it was like clearly China size that I was like, I put it on and I was like, well, what am I going to wear on the bottom half of me? Um, but yeah, that's my favorite costume. <laughs> it was fun. That was it. That, and that, yeah, we had a good time with that one. That was fun. That was a good time. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Your, your dream race theme. Oh, uh, anything Disneyland, like, right? Let's, I don't care. Whatever they want to put at Disneyland, I don't, we'll go run it. Um, so yeah, but obviously, um, it definitely Marvel. So if yeah. we had to do it at Disney World, if Disneyland is off the table, and so we just do, just a, um, like villains versus heroes race would be fun, I guess, because then I could yeah. get my Marvel on. So I'd do that. Yeah, that was, uh, it's funny. That's what I was thinking. I was like, okay, well, what can I have at Disney World? Because I can't have Marvel, right? Mm. And so, um, yeah, my dream dream theme would be Marvel. And my if I can't have Marvel here in Florida, then it would be heroes versus villains. Yep. yep, yep, yep. Um, favorite pre-race meal? Uh, steak. I like protein. <laughs> uh, but I also like ice cream. The best races I've ever had, I had like an ice cream sundae the night before the race. So I don't know if that counts as like my car bloating or what, uh, but I, ice cream sundae and a steak. Um, I am also a steak person. I have, I tried to do the carb thing for a long time and like eat the pasta and the whatever. Like when I first started running, I would bring my own cause I had DVC. So I had a kitchen and it would be like, I would bring my own sauce from home because I knew that was exactly what I could eat. And boy, did all that stuff. Like after a few years, it was like, I'll eat whatever you'll shove in the pie hole. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. But steak. Yes. Big steak eater. Yep. Um, best advice you've been given. Ooh, um, somebody once said, don't let other people t dictate, tell you what, don't let other people tell you what kind of experience you're going to have. God, so I am so smart. Oh, that probably was you. Yes. It so, was me. <laughs> yeah. Run your own race, like whatever you want to. And that's, I mean, we just actually, uh, we did the 5k at, um, Expedition Everest with, um, a brand new runner. And we said the same thing to her. We were like, listen, whatever is going to make you happy is what you should do for this race. If you want to stop for every single picture with us, that's what we're doing. That's what makes us happy. We're going to do it. But this was her first 5k at Run Disney. So we were also like, but if you want to run through the whole thing and get, you know, and have that feeling of running a 5k, go for it and do it. Do it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. For sure. Any, any way you run a race is going to be the right way because it was the right way for you. 
same. You know, I always tell people you paid for this experience. So get out of it, whatever makes you feel yep. you got your hundred and whatever amount of dollars <laughs> or $675 or whatever it is, make sure you get out of it, whatever it is that makes you feel like you got your money's worth. Yep. 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 Agree. Um, like don't run with people you don't want to run with, yeah. you know, don't wear no. costumes. You don't want to wear, if you want to wear a costume, wear a costume. You don't, don't do whatever you want to do. If you want to run alone because you just feel like you need to run run alone, like that's yeah. okay. If you really feel like you, you know when be- I'm running, mm-hmm. I am I am a lone runner. When I am actually training and running, I am a lone runner. And I have left Patty. I left Patty on a 10k course out in Disneyland once. We did the 5k together, remember? And we started to do the 10k. And I turned to her by like mile two or something. I was like, Patty, I gotta go. Yep. I was like, I, was like, I have to. I have to get my legs going because I know I have to run this half tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And you were like, bye. See ya. See ya. There. I was like, I'll wait for you at the finish. We were like, cool. All good. Yep. Best on course treat you've received. Oh, it's gotta be, it's gotta be a tiny can of real Coke. <laughs> you just can't, you can't help but love the tiny cans. Um, second, I will give that nod to, to Miss Peggy Sue, the starburst that she would hand out at mile 11 of the Princess Half Marathon is what got me to mile 13.1 of the Princess Half Marathon every year. So uh, starburst and Coke, obviously sugar is very needed and important during these races. Um, mine is Lapu Lapu and, um, (laughs) Bettina, if you listen, I don't even know if she listens to this, but Bettina one year went and bought Lapu Lapus the night before the marathon and she stored them in her refrigerator and she poured them into those tiny like jello shot cups with little tops on them. And she had a tray of little Lapu Lapu shots. And by the time I got there, I was the quote unquote last of her runners. So she had like half a tray left and me and my friend literally just stuffed them in our, our sparkle (laughs) pockets. And we were like, we're just going to house these for later. And every so often we would just be like, let's have a shot of Lapu Lapu. So, uh, yes, best on course treat is Lapu Lapu. Okay, that's perfect. Yeah, no, I had not heard <laughs> that story before, and that was brilliant. Bettina, you're very, very smart. Very smart lady. <laughs> yes. I um, ran into one of my, like, Orange Theory coaches, and she, had, she hadn't even trained for the marathon at that point. And it was, like, mile 10, and she was like, why are we doing this? And, you know, she's super fit. Right. So, you know, and here I come waddling along, and she's like, and I'm like, this is great! And I just turned to her and she's like this is terrible like my knee hurts like everything hurts I'm dying and I was like just just drink this just go ahead just just take a sip and she like took a sip and she was like I feel great now and I was like it has magical powers um so yes lapu lapu the very serious runners over here who are drinking lapu lapus on the course yeah definitely take our training tips to heart (laughs) folks because we definitely know how to do this yeah right um favorite hotel for race weekend yeah okay so this is hard this is very complicated and so there's no right answer there's no wrong answer the best place for race weekend is wherever you can get the best rest wherever you can get the best sleep however i will give port orleans french quarter as a perfect option for those that don't want to be at a, it's, it's a smaller resort. And so no room is too far away from the bus stops, right? So if you're getting off the marathon and barely moving, you don't have to walk, you know, another half mile to your hotel room like you do at some of the bigger uh, resorts. 
So I'm going to throw Port Orleans French Quarter down for the size. For transportation purposes, though, if you are cheering anything or if you just want an easy way to get back and forth to the Epcot area, you cannot go wrong with anything on the monorail, particularly contemporary or I'd say Polynesian would be my two choices there. Um, but Boardwalk is also fabulous for after the races. If you have a re- well, now if you have a reservation for Epcot, you can walk through Epcot to get to your hotel, which is a nice stroll, pick up something to eat and drink on your way if you would like, um, or get out on the boardwalk from your hotel room or even stand out on your balcony if you have that view and watch the runners go by is also a, a great option with those locations. Um but the one that I tend to, the two that I would choose, if I could choose probably anything, it tends to be pop. Um, as a value, it's actually a really great option. They have a decent food court. It's not too big um, as far as getting back and forth to the buses. Um, my only thing is at the last race, uh, I think it was, I think it was wine and dine. Uh, for one of the nights of one and dine, we were in pop century in a pool preferred view and I was right by the pool and it was loud. That was hard. So I would, I would vote for me personally. I don't want to be, um, with my room facing out towards a courtyard or towards a pool. So if you're in a value request, like (laughs) the, the crappy parking lot views, because you'll get a little bit better sleep. I think, um, that pops a great option, actually any, you know, of the values. They're not, they're not as bad as people make it out to be. Um, but the Grand Destino Towers is amazeballs. If you don't have kids and you want like an adult feeling Disney resort, I loved staying there for one of the races this past year. So that would probably be that or um, Riviera because you can't see. Uh, look, I just added like 10 different race um, hotels that you could stay at. Riviera is the most amazing hotel ever. So I like that one too. Final answer. All of them. <laughs> Please hold. Um, side note, Patricia is here and she just purchased the Main Street Electrical Light Parade bag. And I'm like, oh my God, where are you? Can you grab me one? I'll come hit you. I'm recording the podcast. I'll be there in an hour. What store has them? She's like, do I need to FaceTime you? I already bought two of them. I don't want to get in trouble. I'm like, I don't know. I got to get the bag. <laughs> That's hilarious. I, honestly, I'm not even mad if you leave this in. <laughs> Um, Okay. (laughs) Because this is my life. Um, Okay. My favorite place to say race weekend is Beach Club. It is because I own DVC there. I love the location. It's a great spot to grab food. You could pop into Epcot. You can watch people run by. You can walk around. Like if you're running and you don't want to go to the parks, you still have like a good place to like take a walk, stretch your legs, not let them get too, you know, lazy so um yeah big fan of beach club that's my favorite got it got it all right that's all that's all i have on that one i know i yeah (laughs) i look sorry i mean my actual (laughs) real favorite hotel for race weekend at at disney world is my house so (laughs) actually yeah your house is pretty pretty (laughs) bopping for a race weekend but anyway right it's just not open to the public so Um, a favorite way to celebrate your accomplishment? <laughs> food. All right. So I like to celebrate with food. Um, I'm sure if you looked at me, you would never guess that. But yeah, I like to celebrate these races with food. Um, sometimes it's the cheesy potatoes at Beach Club. Uh, lately, it's Kiki's pancakes. 
gotta love a Kiki's. Um, but shout I out to Kiki's. Shout out to Kiki's. <laughs> um, that's an offsite, so you're gonna need a car or you're gonna have to Uber to get there. But it's they have phenomenal pancakes, people. Um, and then the other options, uh, I like again, I like a good steak. So I'll eat be our guest uh, steak uh, dinner if you can get the reservation for me. So uh, that's that that that's food. I like to celebrate with food. Same. Um, I love Boma as a good breakfast option on property. If you're like, want to do like a little post-race celebration, if it's the longer race, like the marathon or something, I love a good drinking day and a little Viennapoli pizza. Mm -hmm. Um, Also the fries at the fish and chips stand Mm -hmm. are the best hot fries right after the marathon is always just salt those babies up and I am good to go. Yep. I agree. Um, Okay. What's your favorite race medal? Uh, my favorite, my favorite race medal is that stupid marathon. I mean, I, 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 that's, that's one that I really loved when they announced it and they showed it. I was like, okay, this is a, this is a medal that I, it just appealed to me. I just really loved it. Um, I loved the ribbon on it. I loved the look of it, everything. So yeah, my, my marathon medal. All right. Mine is the Disneyland diamond medal. Mm, That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So for the 60th celebration out at Disneyland, they made our half marathon medals were shaped like diamonds because it was the diamond celebration, Mm -hmm. the diamond anniversary. Um, So yeah, that one is my absolute favorite medal because who doesn't love diamonds? (laughs) Girl's best friend. You know it. (laughs) Um, and then last but not least, what do you do with your medals? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So when I, I mean, I have multiple answers for this too. So it's yes. fine. <laughs> so when I first started running, I actually had multiple medal holders and I had them all displayed, um, in my office and actually in my bedroom. So I had one in my bedroom, which were like my favorites, my special, whatever, whatever's. And then in my office, I had like everything else. Right. Um, that was in Arizona. I have now lived in Virginia um, for, I think, coming on five years, maybe six years. I can't do the math anymore. But anyway, it's been a long time. And I just found that box of medals a couple of months ago. It's been boxed up. We've had two, we've lived in two houses since we moved to Virginia. Um, I finally found all of them and decided that I had gone so long without looking at them like I did the Maria Kondo thing, like they did they bring me joy? Yes or no? So what I did is I went through them and I pulled out the ones that were like inaugurals and I pulled out the ones that did have very special like experiences or whatever on the course for me or a certain time in my life that were important. I pulled those out. I ended up probably keeping, I think, 60 medals, maybe more than that. I mean, I still ended up keeping a lot of them, but the others I went ahead and sold. I am that person. I sold them on a Facebook marketplace and people bought them. Uh, a lot of them were saying that was because they lost their medals once upon a time in a move and they wanted to replace it. They've been looking yep. for XYZ medal. So they wanted to replace it. Um, some people just said, I'm never going to get to run a run Disney race. So I would run this as a virtual and that would be like, that's, that's my motivation. That's a gorgeous medal. I'll take it. And so that's what they did it as. So um, to answer that question of a, why do people sell medals and a and B, why do people buy medals? There's a couple of, of responses for you. For me, it was just a case of, it was kind of just stuff. And I felt like somebody else could love this more. Not that they weren't 
important miles to me, but just, I obviously, they didn't mean as much to me as they once had. And so I was willing to give them to somebody who they did mean something to. And um, so, yeah, I actually sold a bunch of them, but then I do have a hanger that is sitting here on the floor waiting for my husband to hang it up for me um, to put my 60 or so that I did end up keeping, which I didn't think I would keep that many. I thought I was going to keep like 10 or 15, but there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of good memories in those miles over the years. Yeah. Um, I had a metal hanger that uh, when I first started running, I hung the metal hanger and I put the metals on there and it was cute and adorable and all that good stuff. And then I moved to Florida and the metal hanger went in storage. Yeah. So all of the metals that I started to collect before I, um, moved out when I was taking care of my mom, those went into a box. And when I moved to my new place, that box wound up in the trunk of my car. It lived in the trunk of my car for three years. <laughs> <laughs> and every race weekend, I would just throw the new medals into the trunk of the car. So it finally got um, in a cardboard box. Like it wasn't even like it was in a special, but it was like a, just a random cardboard box. They finally got... Um, plastic totes about two years ago and they got brought into the house. I had actually transferred them from the car to the new car when I got the new car, literally from trunk to trunk. Like that is how (laughs) terrible I am with my medals. Um, I did wind up, I started to sell them after doing like a, a bunch of weekends where I was like, okay, like I've done this a million times and, and same thing. Like not all medals mean the same thing mm-hmm. to me. Um, so I did start selling my medals, uh, some of them off after certain races, but, um, yeah, I do keep most of mine. They're still in the totes. They're now under the bed. I'm not a hundred percent sure if I brought my metal hanger when I moved this go round. I'm just thinking about it and I'm like, I don't know that I've seen that since I moved here. Right. Um, so I don't think that'll ever be hung up, but I keep mine under the bed and, and exactly for the reason you just said, uh, one of my friends, she loves her medals and she is very proud of all of her medals. She just had a wine and dine medal break on her. And she was like pretty bummed. Cause like it meant something to her. And mm-hmm. so she was like, Hey, by any chance, do you have, you know, the, it's like playing go fish with me, you know, do you have the uh, 2013 wine and dine medal with a spinning thing? And I was like, Oh, please hold digging <laughs> like, it out. And I'm like, yep. Got one right here. So, um, she got to take that home. But yeah, I don't really display my medals anymore. I do have um, some shadow boxes, which I had originally bought like two of them because I thought it would be cute to do on like the special medals, like my dopies or whatever. Um, and then I wound up using those shadow boxes to store my ears instead. So oh, there you go. See, yeah, everybody feels differently about these things. So Yeah. So yeah, I mean, there's just a million different ways that you can display them. So I just wanted to throw that out there and give people options when they say, what am I going to do with all these medals? Don't put them in your truck for the trunk for three years. That that would be my (laughs) least favorite option or leave it in a box wrapped up for six years in the bottom of your basement. That's another really bad option. So yeah, do better than us. Do better than us. Find something fun to do with them. So that is it for my questions. Oh, that was um, fun. Thought, Not too bad. Right? That was like fun little little jaunt down memory lane. Yeah, fun for um, us. I don't know how many people kept listening, but it was fun for me. <laughs> yeah, right. This is turning out to be an exceptionally long podcast, but hey, you know, they can break it into two. <laughs> it's perfect if you got to clean your house. Just plug it in and, you know, 
There you go. Exactly. Um, so if you want to share your memories of Run Disney or you have questions or whatever you want to um, tell us about your experience with race registration, please come join us on Facebook um, at our group. It is No Guilt Disney on Facebook. Or you can email us at noguiltdisneypod at gmail.com and join us each week. Ish. <laughs> Ish. <laughs> for the podcast because as fatty likes to say it is no fun to fangirl the avengers half marathon alone girl no it is not (laughs) we need it back we need it back all right bye y'all Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 